Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome back to Walking in Magic. This is Maria Alejandra. So I am positively buzzing. I am buzzing today. The veil is thin, my friend. The veil is like extra thin. It has been since yesterday and I wanted to press record as quickly as possible so as to not lose any bit of the juicy things that I believe are going to come through. This is a podcast that will be centered around some of the cosmic slash energetic opportunities coming in that really start with April 11th uh, and then get amplified on April 20th with the new moon in Aries and will continue on through eclipse season. So this will be centered around a little bit of the celestial story in terms of what's happening planetary wise, um, but also really what I'm just receiving intuitively about the opportunity here because it has it has a bit of its own flavor. It definitely has my own flavor to it. And I think that's part of the beautiful invitation for all of us when we're leaning more and more into our intuition, our abilities uh, to connect with the realms unknown is that the information will come through and um, it will have its own flavor according to who you are and how you are best, I guess, equipped or gifted to pass it forward. But this information is pretty universal. So it's it's almost like, you know, everybody will pick it up in their own way, will transmit it in their own way. And so I'll just let that give you some encouragement for your own exploration in terms of your uh, intuitive abilities, if that's something that you're looking to amp up, whether you're sharing it with people as I'm doing here with you, or you're just, it's just for you. It's just for your own, um, yeah, your own spiritual, um, spiritual journey. Speaking of spiritual journeys, I heard a phrase yesterday on a video that really lit me up, um, spiritual sustenance. And wow, to me, that is such, it really like ranks so true because it's, this is what we do, right? When we are walking this path, when we are absorbing all these things, learning, when we're sitting in silence or sitting, listening to the music of nature or whatever's happening around us, whatever is buzzing around us, it is, you know, we're, we're sitting, we're absorbing, we're collecting. And it's, it's how we weave it together for us as part of our spiritual sustenance. That is certainly true for me. When I don't sustain myself spiritually and I don't nourish that part of me, it's, it, things can really go sideways very quickly with how I feel. And I can, yeah, I, I see it. And so I've learned to trust more and more how to learn my own ways of bringing myself back into my rhythm of my magical practice, my spiritual practice, my rhythm of really expressing that part of me of who I am that is so intrinsic to who I am and honoring it, not just as a oh, wouldn't it be nice if dot, 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 but a core part of how I function. So spiritual sustenance. Um, I'm recording this early April and April, just like March, is another month that is buzzing with so much cosmic and energetic activity. The veils are incredibly thin right now, as I said earlier. Are you feeling it? Um, have you been feeling a sense of a buzz in your body 
not everybody will feel that, You're, you know, whatever might come through in different ways for you. But if you are, um, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the, welcome to the journey. And, you know, we have this big opportunity um, to lean into this, like all the way. And all it takes is curiosity. All it takes is the curiosity and the desire to sit with it and see what could come through. There's a lot we're shifting and there's a lot that will continue to be revealed for us. And what I want to invite us is to bring a really good dose of whimsical energy and magic into April and May. And that is a purely divinely downloaded frequency that has been coming through for the past few days. And it's beautiful because it serves to connect me with my sense of childhood whimsy and the things that always attracted me as a child, the joy that I found in the whimsical, um, the joy that I found in storytelling and magic and fantasy and all of that. And then there's all the stuff that happens as we grow up, grow older, we shed some of that and we can still preserve some of that whimsy, maybe in certain aspects of who we are. But if you're drawn to it, I'm encouraging us to like double down on it because it seems to be a tool that we can employ right now to bring us um, an extra dose of resilience. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of walking in magic to help you become more resilient. It's a very practical way of looking at it. And I have from personal experience seen how this is absolutely transformative. And so how does whimsy come into play? Well, first I'll tell you why, how I received it. Okay, cosmic story here. So right now we are in Aries season. There's been a bunch of planets in Aries. We had the new moon in Aries. Um, Venus walked through Aries. She's right now in Taurus, actually about to move into Gemini, which is interesting because Venus in Gemini is incredibly curious, curiouser and curiouser. That's a little uh, preview of coming attractions. She is a storyteller. She is whimsical. She is um, like the butterfly that goes from flower to flower to flower, exploring. There's a levity to her. I happen to have my Venus in Gemini. <laughs> my birth, my natal Venus is in Gemini in the seventh house of relationships. And so that gives me information about how I see the world, how I see my relationships and how for me the value of communication the value of a sense of wonder curiosity humor is kind of an intrinsic part and magic to my relationships the relationships that I find most nourishing are the ones that really enliven me and allow me to be that magical little being that I am and of course we you know, we shift and we morph and we have multiple, you know, we're, we're, we're chameleons, right? We're beings with multiple different ways of being. And uh, Venus and Gemini will certainly shift and be very um, 
it's like metamorphosis is the name of our game. Not because we're constantly changing. That could be like, and that could be like a shadow aspect, like a Venus and Gemini. And I, and I, I point this out a little bit more because Venus right now in the sky is in Gemini. So whether you have that prominent placement or not, this is, this is part of the cosmic, um, story, part of the celestial story that is being woven through right now. Um, so this era of curiosity and this era of metamorphosis and this era of trying on new things, it's almost like opening up a, a closet that you've never opened before and trying on a bunch of different outfits. And it's the shadow aspect could be that you are changing yourself or masking yourself and transforming because you know, for the benefit of somebody else or to manipulate, that's the shadow aspect, right? But in its, in its light and in its ultimate, like, um, in its really elevated state, it's about exploration. It's about trying new things. It is about transformation. And so a Venus in Gemini is kind of like flitty and floaty in the best way possible. Makes me think about now, um, Maria from The Sound of Music, which I I can't even tell you how many times I had that song sung to me. Loved The Sound of Music my entire life, and uh, I'm obsessed with the music and its message and everything, and of course, had a really soft spot in, in my heart because of how I saw um, Maria in that story. And because my name is Maria, my first name is Maria, I heard that song sung to me so many times. How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? How do you find a word that means Maria? A flippity gibbet, a will in the whisk, a clown. And the song goes on and on to basically, as I'm thinking now, describe Venus and Gemini. <laughs> do we have a birth chart for Maria von Trapp? Because... If we do, of course, this is a, a storybook birth chart, but if we do, uh, that is an archetype that is worth exploring because I believe that she represents a Venus in Gemini. Venus is also very much connected to nature. She is um, ruled by Taurus and Libra and connected with those archetypes. And so it's all about nature, beauty, harmony, creativity, singing, Song is a big part of it. So communication, Gemini, through creativity, however that comes through. And I'm going to add whimsical creativity, bringing a sense of whimsy, a sense of create something that you didn't think you were meant to create. Create something and then turn it upside down. Create something that is so outside the realm of what you've done before that you both delight and surprise yourself. That is the name of the game, my friends. And let's drink from those waters. Let's drink from that water. Let's walk out and let that water just really like rain down on us to nourish us, to cleanse us. Imagine that beauty of walking out into April showers, of walking out and splashing on puddles and then, you know, one of those showers where, of course, the sun is creeping, you know, creeping through the clouds. And so you feel that sun on your face and you smell, smell that rain, smell the earth, smell the grass, 
that beautiful sensory explosion when something as simple as rain, simple yet profound and cleansing. I do realize I'm a little like everywhere. I'm not even going to say all over the place. Everywhere. Um, all at once <laughs> in this uh, in this recording. And again, the buzzing in my body is just like there and full on, full on, um, in full on intuitive connected mode. I feel like my intuitive antennas are reaching like way, 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 way high into the sky right now. Um, and I'm going to allow it to be so. Even though my ego right now, I'm going to give you like a glimpse behind the scenes. My ego right now is going, this is a mess. This is kind of all over the place. People are going to listen to this and go, wow, I'm talking too fast. I'm saying too many things. Should I even post this? Should I share it? And to that I say, okay, I take a breath. And I honor the place that I am now. And I honor the intention with which I sat in front of this microphone. Because part of the work that I've been doing, the very deep sacred work within my bones, is to know and understand and have the discernment and to know when to create, share. When are the times when I get to sit back on things that I'm experiencing, receiving, and I get to sit back and be in integration mode. And sometimes when I go like radio silent on my emails or on this podcast, it's probably because I'm in a period of integration and I'm honoring that. And then there are the times when it is just like everything else, get out of the way. This must be shared. And that's what this feels like. So I get to honor that. And also realize the cosmic story being that supports why this is happening and why this feels that way right now. I hope this is making some sense. So curiouser and curiouser, any Alice in Wonderland fans out there? Alice in Wonderland as an, as a collection of archetypes has informed so much of my childhood, along with many, many, many other stories. The common thread here is not necessarily Alice in Wonderland. It has more to do with storytelling, whimsy, fantasy, mythology, mysticism, magic. Alice in Wonderland has been something that has informed my own life and informed the collective consciousness for many years. Uh, Alice in Wonderland holds so much symbolism and so many, again, archetypes and so many layers of story and social commentary and personal growth commentary and all of these things woven into, you know, what was a book written by Lewis Carroll and then eventually, you know, spread out in the media with the Disney movie and then the movies that have come after that. Alice in Wonderland is very much in my, I guess, cup of tea right now and my soup, if you will, because my little guy just did an Alice in Wonderland musical on stage last week. And uh, I happen to be wearing an Alice in Wonderland t-shirt right now. And I kind of put on this morning without even realizing it. But of course, you can't make this stuff up. So one of the things that I've been 
talking about with clients and I mentioned in my last podcast is that the energy in Aries right now has to do with who are you? And this question, who are you? Who are you? Kept ringing through my ears, my spirit, my brain. Who are you? And of course, it brings me right to the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. Let's break this down. Caterpillar, a symbol of metamorphosis. This caterpillar who is both very wise and also very paradoxically um, confusing to Alice, who both guides and confuses Alex. Alice, interesting that I said Alex, Alice. There's this paradoxical nature of both this stumbling upon this moment on your path where there is this, again, represented here by the caterpillar sitting on a mushroom, um, you know, puffing a hookah and, you know, sure, there's a lot of symbolism that has been deduced by that. But the point here is that this being, right, this symbolic being that represents caterpillar transformation and this moment, like this checkpoint, this is what I believe we're going to have with the Aries and Libra eclipses that are coming up. We're entering the eclipse season, which happens every year um, in a couple of points during the year. And it is a it is a point in time. Eclipses are like, you know, moons on steroids or like new moons and full moons on steroids. Eclipses um, accelerate processes. They accelerate the evolutionary processes that the cosmos are moving us towards. They really are like these cosmic checkpoints that it's like we just stop there and everything gets amplified. The veils get even thinner. You have even more of an opportunity to connect with your intuitive knowing of what's beyond the air quotes known that we see around us tap into something else and so I'm like okay what is this for me what is this Aries Libra um, eclipse season going to bring and it's like well if an eclipse is like a checkpoint and by the way the first one of these that we have is the new moon in Aries on April 20th which happens to be a solar eclipse um, it is the second new moon in Aries this year. I'm learning, learned earlier today, I was studying about this. It is known as a black moon, not to be com- confused with black moon Lilith, black moon, because it's a second new moon in the same sign within a calendar year. And this one also has a distinction that it is a hybrid moon. Now, again, I'm not super well versed in this because I'm just starting to understand a hybrid eclipse actually. And that means that it will be experienced in different ways depending on where you are on the planet, um, which is also very interesting. And there, there are very, very low, it's a very rare occurrence to have this hybrid eclipse. Now, without getting too much into the technicality of what this is, all we need to know 
is that this is another layer of that makes this particular lunation and this eclipse point, this new moon, very, very unique. And even more of a unique checkpoint slash milestone, but more of a checkpoint. Because it's as if we're going to come onto this caterpillar sitting on a mushroom and we look around and we're surrounded by all these massive, beautiful flowers. Why? Because we're also still going to be working with the lunar nodes in Taurus and Scorpio, Taurus, flowers, nature. So here we are. And there's this checkpoint where this caterpillar is going to ask us, who are you? Who are you? This is present moment. Who are you? Not who will you be? Who will you become? Who do you want to be? Who were you? No, no, no. This is who are you? One of the most vital questions I think we can ask ourselves time and time again. And I'm of the belief that we are fully equipped with everything that makes us us. That as we walk through life and as we walk through this journey and this quest of life, we are, it's not so much that we are becoming somebody else because we're adding things. It's because we are discovering things about us. So you're discovering, oh, wow, yeah, this is, this is who I am. So who are you? Who are you? And these checkpoints are going to happen very rhythmically like a pulse. Boom, boom, boom. And this first one coming up on April 20th is huge. Huge as in juicy, beautiful, whimsical, extraordinary, magnificent, magical, messy. Who are you? Now, I want you to picture yourself as Alice, this little Alice who's been shrunk to the size. She's confused as all heck. She's walking through these massive flowers and she stumbles across a giant blue caterpillar. Now, in her mind, it's pretty big, but he's actually just three inches tall, as is she. They're the same size, but obviously there's this distortion here. Again, we're working with these whimsical, paradoxical things. How do we hold two different things at the same time? And this caterpillar proceeds to, again, I want to make an emphasis on both guide her with wisdom because he tells her how to regulate her size, how to find the tools to actually make herself bigger again, like, you know, air quotes, normal size. But he also confuses the heck out of her. This is kind of like what's happening in many ways. Life can be both a you know, provide these incredible moments of wisdom and also these incredible moments of what in the heck is happening here. And if we both, if we can hold both of those energies at the same time and flow through them and see both the whimsy and the power in it, that's going to make us kind of invincible in a really cool way. Alice continues walking you know, walks through this entire journey because she is so curious and it literally shapes her. It grows her. It shows her new things. It reveals more of who she is. It reveals a lot of the nonsense in the world and also how some of that nonsense can make sense. But some of it is for some of it is just plain nonsense. But this moment, this moment, Our caterpillar, who are you moment 
we're going to be pulsing and feeling over the next few eclipses. Now, this is where I got to plug my, my little Patreon because my Walking in Magic Patreon is where I'm going to be pulsing with this whimsical rhythm of who are you. This space and whoever is called to be there, of course, I'll be, you know, I'll do some videos and podcasts about it for sure and send emails. Absolutely, because it's what I'll be kind of eating and breathing, spiritually speaking. Um, but that space that is really buzzing with beautiful energy right now, if you are drawn to uncovering that and maybe even answering that question for yourself, um, consider joining, even if it's for the next couple of months, just to try it out. And because that that is also one of the ways that you support your own magical practice is, you know, through the support of little tidbits that are fed to you. And here's the cool thing that happens is that when you say yes to something like that, I mean, for you, it could be something different. But hey, if you're here, why not join me in walking into magic? When you say yes to something like that, it is because your soul called it into existence. Your soul called that connection into you. Part of your path, there is a key there. There is a puzzle piece there. There is something that that space will give you. And that is part of that trust of saying yes. Of saying yes. And and leaning into the curiosity of it. Before we even get to these eclipses, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this, this thought today. Before we even get to the eclipses, we're going to be passing through this big door opening portal that is happening on April 11th. It is when the sun in Aries will conjunct Jupiter in Aries. Hold hands in a Kazemi. Kazemi is basically an exact conjunction. This is known as the luckiest day in the year. Why? Well, Jupiter is the planet of good fortune, good luck, faith. He's a faith builder. He's a planet of yes. He's a planet of expansive energy. He is a planet connected to um, big dreams, big goals, big, beautiful moves in the sky. And he's going to be conjunct the sun. They're holding hands in the sign of Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. This is a sign of the self. If there was ever a moment in time when we are being asked, who are you? This is it. And this who are you, as the more and more that we land into it, grounds it into our, our like really, um, it's, it's, it's like stuff that's going to click within us, that's going to allow us to see ourselves, maybe even for the very first time ever, the true selves that we are. Grounding into that energy, being able to answer that question, who are you, is going to unlock so much of the gifts that you have within you to create, to heal, to support others on their journey, to teach, to guide, to find levels of gratitude and blessings and success and fortune that before maybe weren't even possible because it unlocks a new frequency of optimism in your system, of optimism, of possibility, 
you know, to use the cliche, you know, half glass full phrase. And it doesn't mean we're not acknowledging the hard things happening in life. It means that, yes, they're happening. And also we choose to see the world through a lens of optimism, which is the ultimate lens of creative energy. Because it says no matter what is happening, no matter where I am, no matter the obstacles, I choose to see the growth here. I choose to see the possibility. I choose to see beyond this moment. So who are you? Are you an optimist? Are you a creative force? Are you a healer? Are you a mystic? Are you a witch? Are you a medicine woman? Are you a bearer of new light? That beautiful phrase that keeps coming up for me. And how do you share that light? How do you share your own unique light print? Are you a teacher? Are you a guide? Are you a student? Who are you will unlock so much. And speaking of unlock, we cannot leave Chiron out of this conversation because Chiron is the key to the deepest wound that we're meant to unlock in this lifetime that will support our own healing and the healing of others. So let this all simmer in your system. Feel what you feel. Intuit what you intuit. Let it, let it buzz within you. Let it vibrate the cells in your body, the very cells. Like There is a physical buzzing and physical vibration that is happening right now that is shifting the frequency of how we even walk on this planet. The courage that we have to share our voices and our creations. The courage that we have to hold others in possibility, to hold others in pain. The courage that we have to hold space for new things to be born and new things to come. And also to hold the shadows. To hold the parts that we've been afraid to see before. Because once we see them, that is the key to freedom. That is the key to unbound freedom. And so who are you? Are you ready to begin answering that? Are you ready to see yourself again, maybe for the very first time? We are now working with a whole new set of energies and cosmic parameters that were not around before, but they are now. So when I tell you that there is a possibility that you will see yourself in a whole new light, light completely, no pun intended, I'm telling you, stuff is about to get extra magical. So hold your practice sacred. Work with the moon. Work with the earth. Work with the flowers. Work with your guides. Enhance your intuition. Work with your creative gifts. Be spontaneous, find joy, get curious, be whimsical. What does it mean for you to be whimsical? Find your own definition of that. And then you can even turn that on its head. (laughs) Remember the stories that moved you as a child. 
remember the ways that you saw magic when you were young. Aries is a young energy. It's the child energy. It's joy. And so is the sun. And so is spring. We are in this new space of new, new, new. There's a, I'm going to bring in another um, archetypal story into the mix, Star Wars. There's this character in Star Wars called Ahsoka. And if you're a Star Wars fan like I am, you've probably already seen the trailer for this upcoming show. Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka. And um, she's a very interesting character for this time. She is, I believe, one of those archetypes that comes onto the scene the collective consciousness to tell a story about women in power and women in vulnerability and women having access to understanding and wielding the force, the force within them and what the force represents in Star Wars. She's a very, very interesting character that's coming into our general consciousness right now. And I am so intrigued to see what sparks there. At the end of the trailer, there is this robot, good guy, and I don't know who's talking, who he's talking to, but they have this phrase that says, and he says, perhaps it is time for a new beginning. And that just like, boom, landed. It's one of those moments when I just know spirit is talking to me like, hey, perhaps it is time for a new beginning. So my friend. Perhaps it is time for a new beginning. And also, who are you? I hope you are as delighted as I am to find out, to really find out in this moment in time. Our metamorphosis is imminent. And if you want more tools to navigate the journey, because it's juicy, definitely, definitely come check out my Patreon. Even if you want to just hang out for a month, test the waters, see what's going on. Um, because we're going to be doing a lot of really fun stuff there. You will find links below to also uh, download a free moon calendar so you can join my newsletter and uh, my YouTube channel. I have some goodies there as well. Until next time, continue walking in magic. Continue uncovering and discovering who you are. You are a unique, creative force. I am so glad that you exist. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing you. And uh, with all my love and stardust, till next time, be well, my friend. <laughs>